do interviews. Every interview count. Every podcast, every internet station, FM, XM, it don't matter if they got 10 listeners. That's 10 more people that heard you. And when you stay humble and you stay Hollywood in that Hollywood, doors constantly get opened up for you. And um, like I said, man, it just teach people, man, you know, treat people like you want to be treated. Takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Ho. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the club. What's up? What's up? This Takeover Podcast Show. This your boy Superstar P and your man OGPC. And tonight we got a very special guest for you, multi-platinum recording artist, aka Little Flip, aka Flip Gates. What's up, man? Hey, what's up with y'all? Y'all good? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Man, what you, what you got cranking up down there? Man, I'm a multitasker, so right now I'm in the studio. I just got through rapping to one of my Zaytoven beats. I went to Atlanta and got me like seven, seven Zaytoven beats for my album. So okay, I'm, I'm mixing the the, uh, the song right now, my verse. But I'm in the studio rapping, mixing. My Benny Hunters just got here. I mean, okay. Benny Hunters, I got my oh yeah, cup. it's snowing. I mean, you know, I can't complain. The football game on, but I can't. Right, right. I'm working. I'm I, I'm just watching the little. ESPN on my phone, so I, I I know the score. But hey, man, I'm just multitasking, working smart, not hard. That's already already. So man, I know uh, one of the first things I want to ask you about was um, the hurricane that happened down there a few months ago. So did did it um, mess up anything for you? And you know, kind of take us you know through your experience of it. Ah uh, man, it, it was crazy, man. Um, like, man, like where I grew up at, you know, it was it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, and um, a few of my people, my family members and stuff, they they lost cars or whatever, but the water didn't get in they 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 uh, house. Okay. And um, so you know, we went out and you know help people, man. Um, I gave away shirts and money. I took money for you know, from my album budget and my marketing and, um, you know, things of that nature, man, and took lists and names of people, asked them their names and numbers and emails and asked them what they needed. Some needed work boots. Some people needed bikes. Some needed clothes. Some just needed personal hygiene. Some, man, like, and then I had, like, probably $10,000 worth of merchandise that I was really supposed to sell, you know, at my shows, but I said, man, at the end of the day, this this my city, these are my people. So I gave away ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise on top of the the money we gave away as well and clothes, you know what I'm saying? But so you know, I just I just feel like, you know, everything happened for a reason and um, you know, look what happened. I mean, what came out of it. The Houston Astros won the World Series. Just, right, and I was going, and I was about to ask you about that too. But, but you don't went ahead, led into it. So go ahead, tell me about that. Yeah, that that pretty much just it, it pumped and poured more love into the city and just gave us something to be proud of. And 
you know, similar to with Katrina, you know what I'm saying? I was actually in New Orleans the day before Katrina hit. I had a um, meet and greet at the Superdome, actually, for this phone company called Altel. And when we were flying in and I saw everybody just at the gas stations and that's back when I really wasn't watching the news like that. I I was only watching like ESPN and my other shows, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but I was like, what's going on? They like hurricane coming tomorrow, man. And you know, I, I had signed a group by the name of squad up. They rapped with Lil Wayne and stuff. And they met me. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah. They met me up there. I was like, man, we ain't going nowhere. We staying. And you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, but that's that same year, you know what I'm saying? The the Saints, they won the Super Bowl after Katrina hit and the Astros won the World Series after Hurricane Harvey, man. That's what's up. Did you get a chance to go to any of the games? I actually got to go to one. Okay. Yep. Did they win that one? Yep, they won. Okay. Just make sure you didn't go to the game where they lost, so that that'll work. That'll work. So I, I was listening to your um your EP today, and that, that was all right, bro. I was listening to the song Baller. Oh, it had that old school Texas feel to it. Yeah, that's the new single we pushing. Right, right, right. So um, so how was the how was that going through making that EP? It's actually it's actually new for me because I'm used to just dropping double albums. And um, we decided to do something different because, you know, I've been independent for the last eight years. I was just tired of all the politics and the, you know, people sitting behind this acting like they know what hood music is and what type of, you know, music we should make. I just, I like selling music directly to my fans. But nowadays right. we live in an era where people got short attention spans, so we decided to put out four EPs. The first one was K. The next one dropped December 22nd. It's called I. The N dropped January. The G drops February 16th. It's going to spell out the word King. But the okay. but the real album is called King Life. And it's a double disc. My first double disc in 10 years. First disc is King. Turn up party music, club music, strip club music, whatever up-tempo stuff this too is life the storytelling the art the life what i'm going through real life the relationships the the um the, the women records the street records you know what i mean so it gives people a balance gotcha first double disc in 10 years huh yeah man good man we can't wait for that to come out ready to listen to it thank you so uh, I understand you got your own liquor, Lucky Nights. So how, how did that come about? Man, I've been having my Lucky Night liquor since um, 2004. Oh, really? Yeah. Like okay. If, if you look in the Game Over video, I was holding in that club scene, I was holding um, a bottle of Lucky Nights. But in the video, that wasn't the official bottle. We just made a bottle, you know, quick. Um you know, just to promote, but, um, yeah. And the same people that gave me my liquor, they, the same people that gave Cameron his scissor liquor. So we were the two brands that they pushed. They pushed Cameron scissor and they pushed my lucky nights, man. And shout out to them guys, man. They gave us a, a shitload of money. 
<laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So is it a um a white liquor, a dark liquor? Well, it is amaretto, pineapple juice, and vodka mixed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Man, we're gonna have to check out a bottle of that next time we come to Houston. Bet. No doubt, no doubt. And then we understand you can um you mentioned MMA fighter? Yeah, Tom. So how did that come about? How did you get into the uh, managing, you know, MMA fighter? How did you get in the fight game? Well, you know, I'm from Houston, so I watched Jay Prince do his thing with boxers, and I'm a sponge. And um, I used to box as well. And I took martial arts for nine years. I'm a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo, so I've always been around boxing rings and octagons and I'm an athlete as well, play basketball, football, baseball. So, you know, right. I mean, I love watching fights. I love it. So have you went to Jay Prince with any advice, you know, on managing fighters? No, nah, I haven't personally went to, to him for any advice. But, like I said, I'm a sponge, and I, I read enough. I pay attention to moves that are made. Right. I, I watch a lot of interviews. I study everybody. I study the Don Kings, the the Golden Boys, the Bernard Hopkins, the Floyd Mayweather, the Zab Judas, the Miguel Cotos, um, the James right, Tony, right. the Tysons, the Buster Douglas, Rocky Marciano. You know, I, I just watch the game. And then, you know, even in these movies like Rocky and shit like that, uh-huh. they show us they show us what the fight game is about. Million Dollar Baby. Like these movies also have realistic things. Um, I just watched one movie the other day. I forgot the name of it with this guy. He got like paralyzed or something like that. He had a car wreck and they said he wasn't going to fight no more. And he came back and won the belt. I forgot his name, but uh, I just watched that movie. So man, I, I just, I educate myself with a lot of movies and literature so I can know what's going on around me. So who is your favorite boxer? You know, it could be past or present. Um, it used to be Muhammad Ali. Okay. Now it's Floyd Mayweather. Floyd, yeah, two good picks there. Yeah, because, and it was also Mike Tyson. But oh yeah, I have to say Floyd because it come when it comes to business. See, he refused to be a slave. Right. I'm at the same point in my career that Floyd Mayweather is when it comes to. You know, he had managers and different things of that nature, and he got tired of getting the small percentage. And he said, I'm going to promote myself. And when he did that, he fights under his terms, just like me. I do my deals on my terms. Um, And with that, now he has a stable of boxes under him. Floyd has broke every pay-per-view record. When people said he wasn't going to be able to fight Conor McGregor, he pulled it off. Richest fight in history. So when it comes to business and him leaving the game, how he wanted to leave with all his faculties intact, you know, the goal is to hit and not get hit. And um, he's a master at it, man. Ain't nobody made no billion dollars in one night off no fight. And, you know, he set the president to let rappers and actors and 
athletes know that, hey, man, you can be your own promoter. Conor McGregor, right. Conor McGregor made the most money he ever made in his life just fighting Floyd. His first boxing match, professionally, even though Conor used to box too. Like his uh-huh. first match, he's made more money than he made in the UFC. This dude, Conor made like $100 million. <laughs> like, come on, man. Damn. Do you think he ever go back to um, UFC or you think it's over with for him? I think he's going to go back. Uh, um, I think he's going to go back a few times. I feel like now he's going to be able to de- demand more money. And, um, right. You know, he wants to be an owner, part owner and shit. And um, I feel he's going to go back because he like being able to hit, you know, elbow, do everything. You know, when you're an animal, you know, boxing is just, the, you know, the fist. But when you can go back to elbows and knees and constantly hit your opponent and all that, like um, choke holes and making people tap out. So I think he going to do some more of that shit, but I think he going to go back to boxing because he made a lot of money doing it. Yeah, I, probably so. And he got a, his reach. He's long. like his. He got a long-ass jab. He can stand in the middle ring and hit you with that damn jab. <laughs> yeah, he can. He can do that. Yeah. So I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he'll go back. Yeah, cause he made like you said he made all his money in boxing more than he made in UFC. So if it was me, I just go back to boxing. True. Cause he's a draw. Yep. You know. Now, one thing I didn't know, I didn't know you had a book out, and the title of the book is "Don't Let the Music Industry Fool You." Just give us a little overview of what you know the book was. The book is about. Well, when I got in the game, a lot of my people are already in the music game business from my right. family, so I already knew a lot about the business already. But they also had me read a book called "All You Need to Know About the Music Business," and I read it, and um, the wording was a little dated. It was, you know, it's still, you can learn. So what I wanted to do was to create a modern handbook and a guide to direct these guys and ladies and women and kids who want to be artists on simple things. I basically simplified it and made it more modern and, you know, told stories of what I went through and why you should do this and why you shouldn't do that. Just different things of that nature, man. So it's a handbook just teaching artists. You know, you got to do interviews. Every interview count. Every podcast. Every internet station. FM, XM. It don't matter if they got ten listeners. That's ten more people that heard you. And right when you stay humble and you stay Hollywood in that Hollywood, doors constantly get opened up for you. And um, like I said, man, it just teach people, man. You know, treat people like you want to be treated. Don't you know? Don't get big headed, man. The same people you see on your way up, you see on your way down, man. And and a lot of artists don't know that and. You know, they blow their money and, you know, they blame their failures on their manager. But, you know, anything you pay somebody to do, you need to know how to do. That's my motto. And that's what I talk about in the book as well. Yeah, we need to make sure a lot of artists get that book right there because you uh, made a lot of good points. As you say, you know, just um, blowing off different interviews, podcasts. Like you said, man, the peop- those people listening, those are new fans, possibly. Exactly. Now, what I understand that you got a a tattoo shop yeah. in San Antonio. Yes. What's the name of that one? It's called Time Bomb. Okay, man. How how do you balance all this? I mean, you own tattoo shops, 
I know you got there. You you um, manage a fighter. You got so you got you do your music. So how do you find the time to multitask all these things that you're doing? It's 24 hours in a day, and I worked hard. So now I work smart, and I realize I can do everything, but I don't want to do everything. You got to have people that work with you and work for you that can keep the business going, and you got to train them and instill the morals that you live by so they can do great business. I don't like doing good business. I like doing great business. It's a difference. And so, right. yes. you know, so I'm able to be able to do what I need to do and know that these other businesses and companies are flourishing and I got somebody that's going to, you know, represent it the right way and not be a tyrant and, and handle the business and care about the art, you know, and that, that makes it easy for me. True enough. And that now you got a um a label. So who's some of the artists you got under under you? Well, what we did, like I came in the game as a CEO. Like I've been had Clover G Records, and then I right partnered up and formed Sucker Free Records, and then I rebranded Clover G Records after that. Um, but the new company we formed is called King Life Family. I'm the only artist that's on there. What we doing, okay. we reposition in Clover G Records. It's going to be like the incubator where we bring new artists in and they work their way up to become a part of King Life Family. So right now, Clover G, we got Freon Icy Cole. He has a new single called Bringing the Band Out on iTunes. The video shot. It's on Worldstar. He's a hell of a writer, talented guy, hell of a performer. We got Shermo. We got the original AJ. Um, a guy named Isaac Aragon. We got a guy named Tez. Tez is from Chi-Town. Uh, we got some guys named Real Music. They out of San Antonio. And then I'm about to go on a worldwide talent search. I'm looking for the next gospel star, the next reggae star, the next Adele, the next Madonna, the next Bob Marley, the next Janet. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to sign superstars and megastars like people that play instruments that can you know go perform at the country music awards like we want country stars rock stars edm dubstep gospel r&b like we want all of that but we want the top we ain't all that old homeboy shit just putting somebody on because they're your homeboy right that shit usually don't end up well so we ain't on that shit we about to do a real live 10 to 15 city you know, talent search, and we we going we we going for megastars and superstars. Hey, that's cool. That's cool, man. Cause I I know a couple of people that's very talented. So when y'all get that tour out, just let us know. Okay. We, we got a couple of people to send your way. That's a bet. Now another thing I didn't know I didn't know that you was an artist, not not a music artist, but an actual artist artist. Yeah, all my. Album covers and tattoos, my jewelry, all those different things, man. I I draw those covers and then give them to my graphic artists. My videos, I direct them, write the treatments, collaborate with directors on some. Yeah, I've been painting and drawing since I was a kid. Didn't I know that? Yeah, I, I got a lot of my art on my Instagram, little flip seven one three. Right. Yeah, I put a lot of my art on there. I've been doing shoes now lately. Okay. So uh, tell us about your art over drugs movement. 
it's just basically something I form to help these kids get a head start. We teach them how to paint, um, play musical instruments, act, as well as engineer. So, you know, you can paint, you can play instruments and learn a trade of how to make money. You don't have to sell drugs to make money. Um, right. It's other ways to make money. And um, it's other ways for you to go get them Jordans that you stress your mama out about. And, you know, so it's just giving these kids, you know, more things where they can make money. So they can, by the time they get to middle school or high school, they like, they know what they want to be. Because a lot of people go to college for one year and then they change their major and minor. Like, man, I don't want to do this no more. And they didn't waste it a whole year. But, hell, if you already know what you want to be in middle school and you painting, you engineering, you acting, you got a head start. You might be the next billionaire at the age of 20 because you already got a head start. You didn't have to go to college four years to learn how to be an engineer. You learn that shit in fucking five months. Already. And congratulations on getting your day in Houston. Thank you, man. I know that had to be. So how did that that feel when you first found out about it? Man, it, it was dope, man. Um, I also have my own day in Padre Island. It's a party place where, you know, South Texas, where all the college students go for spring break. Right. Port Isabel, Padre Island or whatever. So they gave me my own day out there like five years ago. So I got two days. I got my day out there in Padre Island and I got my day in Houston. They both on my birthday. Oh, that's what's up. So what, how did you feel about Kay Michelle getting her own day in Houston? It didn't bother me. I mean, like, one thing about me, man, if you sit around and worry about what other people are doing, you wasting time that you could be working. So right. it don't bother me none, man. You know, only her and God know, and the people who gave her her day, they know what she did for the city, and some of the fans know. Because a lot of us, we don't have to call the media when we give you know what I mean? We just do it from the heart, man. So, you know, congratulations to her having her own day, man, in Houston. You know? Yeah, cause I know that there was a lot of um, noise about it all on Instagram and everywhere else. So, I know I just had to get your opinion on it with you being from Houston. Man, it don't bother me, man, because showing love to people that ain't from my city is cool. Especially right. if those people show love to us. And, um, you know, it's cool. Hell, Drake got his own, you know, day out here as well. True. He show a lot of love to the city. And, you know, so, I mean, you know, I just don't waste time, you know, trying to knock nobody else for getting something. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And uh, you got your own street in Oklahoma. How'd you get your own street in Oklahoma? Well, that ain't happened yet. It's supposed to happen next year, but. Uh, I, I just knew the mayor, like I met the mayor, and he had a book, and he gave me the book, and hit me up, and was like, man, I, I know you used to come to our city, I, I went to their cities, and did a lot of work out there in Oklahoma with a lot of artists, and shot videos, I went to the towns that everybody else would skip over, and um, you know, so he told me, I'm gonna get my own street out there, it's supposed to happen next year. Oh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Not only you got two days, for you then now you got a street yeah man just racking them up yes sir ogpc you got anything flip uh i noticed that early on in uh 
in like 2005, six, you were doing some acting. Is that something you think you would like to do again? Acting? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I started out battling and, like, taking my grandmother video camera and, like, shooting videos in the backyard. And the elementary school I went to, they taught us how to film and act and stuff like that. So I used to do, like, stand-up comedy and stuff like that and, like, directing and, like, I just, I, I love acting or whatever. And, um... That's why a lot of my videos, they're like movies. You know, we act right, and do right. skits and acting, and I, I like to do that. But, yeah, we about to do way more acting. I got some shows that I wrote, a couple shows that's going to go straight to Netflix, and uh, a couple movies I wrote as well. I'm just taking my time with this album, and then after that, we go piggyback and follow up with everything else we got going. I understand that one. That's good to know. If you need any extras for any movies coming up, the Takeover Podcast is always available. Oh, yeah. Already. Oh, yeah. We multi-talented. Yes, sir. Now, what I want to do, you know, real quick is uh, kind of go wind back the clock. So, what a lot of people don't know is that you got um, some famous family members that's in music. Yep, yep. So, you know, just kind of let the fans know who they are. Um, Terry Ellis with M. Vogue, Charlie Wilson. And, um, you know, probably got some other famous cousins, too. We might not right. be cousins, but them the only two famous ones that I really know about. Right. So did you get the music bug from them? Or is just something that, you know, that was just in you? Nah, my, my grandmother, she's the choir director of the church. You born in my family, you doing music. You ain't got no choice. <laughs> so I, I played the drums, I played the piano, I, I sung, sing, rap, you know, I'm a musician, you know, not not a rapper, right. I'm a musician, an entertainer, but yeah, I whole family do music, man. So what age did you start rapping? As uh, soon as I could do music, because I was always in studios, I was right, always right. around studios and microphones, so, you know. My dad, my uncle, my cousins, they would be jamming Sugar Hill Gang, you know, Curtis Blow, Run, DMC. When I was little, Rock Him, you know, Tribe Called Quest, Black Sheep, Digaboo Planets, you know what I'm saying, Fuji's, Wu-Tang, you know what I mean? Like, all these, this music is what I was hearing. So, you know, I mean, hey, I ain't, I mean, you know, rapping, you hear that hip, huh? Like, you know, Curtis Blow. Right. Man, LL Cool J. <laughs> like, everybody wanted a Dookie Rope chain and some Adidas, man. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah, with the cane go hat, show sure did. That's it. Yep. And um, piggybacking on that, what are the major differences you've seen between back then and today's rap music? Just the internet. And the artists back in the day were more, you know, humble. And we had to really work. Had to work right. harder. Nowadays, with the internet, it makes, you know. Instant fame. Some artists it makes them big headed faster. Their fame comes faster, so they don't appreciate it as much, and they they go up fast and come down fast. That's so you know that's just that a difference, element. man. But I do my best. Anybody I come across a encounter, I try to mentor them and give them guidance and give them the different ways where they can make money and stay free and keep you know doing great business. Now, who was your artist, I mean, your favorite artist back then when, when you was younger? 
Like, like who who's your number one guy? Um, well, it was Sade. It was a girl. Oh yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah, Sade. Yeah, Sade. Um, the Ghetto Boys, A by M J G, J D S. Right. Tribe Kyle Quest, Big L, Big Pond, um, Pop, Twister, Jay Z, Nas. Yeah. Luther Vandross, Kenny G, you know, Gap Band, Frankie Beverly and Mays, you know, Chico the Boys, L the Boys. You know, I mean, hey, we can go on and on. Freddie Jackson. I- <laughs> All them the classics. All oh, classics and talented. Yeah. You know? Hey, man. George Michael, <laughs> you know? Right. Now, I know you've been asked this question a million times, but people have been bugging me about it ever since they knew I was going to interview you. So, what a lot of people want to know was how, how was your first meeting with DJ Screw? How did that encounter happen? I met him a lot of times because I'm a part of the Screw that clicking. I was right. always at the, at the scene. So, First time we just met, we just spoke or whatever, and then outside I freestyle for him after that or whatever. So, you know, I mean, he just asked me to freestyle, and I freestyled, and he's like, man, you cold. We got to do a tape. And, and is that how the whole Freestyle King came about? Correct. And there it is. You remember the um the title of that first tape that you did? Uh it was called Southside Still Holding. And then okay. I, then I did one called Freestyle King. Yep. Man, I remember all them great tapes, man. They were the glory days there. I agree. So do you think any of that culture has been lost now? Or or you think it's still uh, alive and well or or you think the younger artists from Houston trying to go away from that? It's a little bit of both, but the screw shop is still open. You know, right. Big Bub, they still running the shop, still making tapes, still selling all the classics. Um, it's a lot of artists that's incorporating it. A lot of artists screwing and chopping their music. A lot of artists show us love, like ASAP Rocky. He do a lot of screw hooks. He's influenced by Screwed Up Click, um, Bone Thugs. Um, he's in, who else? Screwed Up Click, Bone Thugs, and uh, Three Six Mafia. Those are some of ASAP Rocky's biggest influences. And you can hear him. He gave me a shout out on his other album, his last album, on his intro or whatever. So, you know, a lot of people using our culture. Anytime you see somebody with a double cup, you know, that that's the tech yeah. shit, man. We started that, man. So we still in here, man, and we go keep it, keep it moving and hold it for screw. So, what do you most remember about the Leprechaun album? Um, I would just say, like, I was, like, still in the streets because the first album we put out was HSC Hustler Stacking Ends. Okay. And everybody was expecting a little flip solo album, and we threw that out. And we put out, you know, I put my name on the front of it as well so they could know that was my group. But... We, it didn't sell like we thought it was going to sell at first. So, shit, I was back, you know, back in the streets. So, the first half of that album, I wrote that album. I was still, like, in the streets, in the trap. And and then shit started picking up. And after that, 
she the second half of the album it was all good so you know <laughs> yeah now um game over one one of your biggest singles that you know for you to ever have almost didn't even happen Just give us a quick version on how how you almost didn't even make that single. I just didn't want to rap on that beat because it was artists already that had that beat that was rapping to the Pac Man beat. So I just don't like being no copycat. That's all. Mm-hmm. And the A kept asking me, "Man, rap to it, rap to it." And I was right. like, "I was like, no, 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 no." And then eventually he said, "If I pay you, will you do it?" Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Damn Skippy. <laughs> they paid me $20,000 and I did it. Yeah, I bet you don't regret making that decision the way it came out. Yeah. Either either it was 15 or 20. It was one of them. But yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it worked out for you. Exactly. Most, most definitely. And I know one of the most memorable freestyles was actually the video the um the freestyle from the kappa with you and um big poke and shasta Look, I represent my hood, got my wood in the lumberjack. Six four hopping up like it's doing jumping jacks. Flip is the nigga with the flow. Do the show, collect the dough. I'm at the mall. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. In the back seat. And that went in the back seat. Yeah, that wasn't even planned. I had just saw a big pokey on the side of the like it was at the beach party and I saw him on the side of the street, chilling, you know, hanging out, like you know, we just ended up freestyle. So out of all the songs you done made, what's like your favorite, your your personal favorite? Mm-hmm. I, I would say it, it changes, but Sunny Day, now as far as performing, like Game Over and Like a Pimp, like, yeah, those are crazy, like when I perform them. What about your favorite freestyle uh, off one of the screw tapes? My favorite freestyle uh, uh, off off one of your mixtapes. Yes, yeah, I forty five. So we blow endo. I might be on Jay Leno. They be like, Flip, can you listen to my demo? I say, Nah, nigga, I got shows to do. After the concert, I got hoes to screw. If I'm on stage, I don't wanna be close to you. I got money, nigga, I ain't go boast to you. What I'm supposed to do. Um, the one that said we blow in though, I might. Be- oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite ones. I think I like attitudes. Oh yeah, please my attitude. Yeah, yeah. I'm being rude, but I got something to say to you. Hoping you don't lose your cool. I wanna take you out. Yeah, that that was. That was like a remake of, of, of that Scarface. Yeah. 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 That one. 
And then I like the um the little flip versus um little flicks uh mixtape. Oh yeah, see somebody I actually didn't put that tape out. Somebody put that out on their own. Right. But yeah, that's crazy. Now I was actually listening to Takeover today, and I actually forgot about that song. Yeah, see that Takeover CD. I I didn't even put that out either. That was some unauthorized stuff. But you know, we'll 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 collect our money pretty soon. We know who put it. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, I thought you put it out. So come to find out, you didn't even put it out. Nah, I didn't put that out. But you know, you can't. You can't be everywhere, man. Like my dad say, man, sometimes crumbs will slip through the through the cracks. Right, right. <laughs> now, you've been in some some high profile, I guess we could say beefs. ESG, TI, Slim Thug. You know, a lot of us know how uh, most of those happen. So, I, so how did it come about for you and TI to go ahead and, and squash y'all's beef? Oh man, I mean. Jay Prince, you know, he had us sit down and we had a conversation and, you know, that was it. But as far as with Slim, me, me and Slim ain't never have problems. That was a misunderstanding. He, right. Uh, he thought I was talking about him on this record, but it wasn't aimed at him. It was aimed at somebody else. But, um, right. yeah, we, we chopped it up. That's the good thing about maturing it. You know, we chopped it up and we do music together, see each other at the club. We support each other and, you know, it's, it's all good, man. Yeah, he's actually one of my favorite artists. So hopefully one day I get a chance to holler at him on the podcast. Oh, no, nah, that ain't nothing. I, uh, yeah, I let him know. I let him know. Oh, yeah, yeah, let him know. Yeah, I let him know. Yeah, I want to interview him. Uh, oh, his manager oh, named Big Heavy. So, uh-huh. yeah, that ain't nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop a little dime for it. Got we you. appreciate it. <laughs> so who who do you listen to now, you know, at this everybody. new generation? Or just, everybody. You just everybody. Yo Gotti, uh, Boosie, Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, uh, Rallo, uh, YFN, Lucci, Migos, Cardi B, Nicki. Uh, Eminem, uh, Money Bad Yo, uh, Black Youngster, uh, who else we be jamming, man? Still be jamming classics like Pastor Troy and the Locks. Um, what else I got in my plate? I be jamming NBA Young Boy shit. I like some of his shit, man. I like dude, dude. I like his energy, man. Um, who else we jam? Shit, Dolph got some jams. Uh, yeah. Who else? Who else? Who else out there? Two Chains. His his new album was. I feel like it was his best one. Pretty girl like trap music. Um, let me see. My playlist. I, I've been jamming that new Fabulous and Jada Kiss. Oh yeah, the Freddie versus Jason. Yeah, I've been jamming that. Um, I've been jamming Cameron new stuff. Uh, man, everything, man. It just depends on the mood. I mean, I got Future in my play deck. You know what I'm saying? I be jamming Future. Just depend on the mood. Right. Now, one thing I I was proud of you about that uh 
that you and ESG finally ended that beef command. That was, that was going on for a while. Yeah, yeah, man. ESG. Yeah. ESG was With one ESG. of my favorite rappers coming up and on. And so it was more so like a big brother, little brother, you know, situation. But it wasn't really like, I don't know, beef where we wanted to hurt each other and like that. It was just little brother and big brother, little brother like, hey, you know, I'm a man too. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, me and him actually doing an album together. Um, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. we about to fuck the world up with that shit, man. So shout out to my nigga E, a.k.a. Cedric. He called me by my government. I be calling him too. There is the fifth wheel of the podcast show. Oh, yeah. We did an interview with ESG a while back. So that, that was cool. Man, we just trying to get all the legends, man. You know, a lot of people feel like since they don't see like y'all in the mainstream on the radio no more, that y'all are just gone, which is that's which that's not the case. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. A lot of times those are the people that are used to being spoon fed music. You mm-hmm. know. If a person wanna know what their favorite artist doing. All they got to do, follow their social media. Tell them follow again. Follow their Instagram. You'll, you'll be, go on their Twitter. You'll be able to see what kind of lifestyle right. your favorite artist is living or, or portraying. You know what I'm saying? But then that's the thing with the King Life family. Like, we jumping back mainstream, but we still keeping an underground mind state. You know, right. like, the, the bitch on the man single I put out first. Had MJG on it and Free on Icy Cold. That was in full rotation around the world. Video play on MTV and BET, full rotation. Not a bottle of video. It's in full rotation. And then our radio campaign starts in a couple of weeks. Okay. We're actually in a week. And so, you know, we going in, man. And then I got like four more singles coming. You know, I got, I got some surprises on this album, man. And so to the fans and to the people that's listening, man, make sure... Y'all download the KEP. If you're a person that likes to be in the gym and you just want to stream, stream that bitch on the man. It's called B-I-T-M, bitch on the man. It's off the KEP. That's a nice record for you to work out to. So and it jams. And it jams. That's how we do it, man, on the takeover, man. Already. As a matter of fact, we got a little bit of your verse on our intro. Already, man. Thank you. Oh, ain't no problem. I think it's you, Slim, and I forgot who the other person was. Man, that's real. Appreciate it, bro. Oh, no, man. You one of the legends. Yes, sir. Yeah, but still, thank you, man. Oh, anytime, anytime. So that's why, you know, I was going to ask you that, too, who was some some of your features on your double album, but I guess that's a surprise, so we'll let the fans find out when it comes out. Yeah, it's, um, as of now, we got King Lil G from the West Coast. Okay. MJG, Gangsta Boo, Free and Icy Cold. Um, I'm waiting on OJ, the Juice Man, send his verse. I'm waiting on Twister. I got Troy Ave on the album. I got Derrick right. H Town. And uh, I got a couple other people. I'm, I'm gonna wait. And uh, you know, before they, before I say their name, I'll make sure I get the verses first. Right. Right. You got anything else, OG, OGPC? No, nah, I think we don't cover all the grounds, man. Wow. So, a little flipping your own words. 
give everybody a reason why they should buy that double album when it come out. Well, for all the people that say they want, you know, real lyricism and hip hop and they tired of mumble rap, you know, I'm I'm, I'm still coming with it, man. Uh, I got a lot, a lot of live instrumentation, live instruments, piano, guitar on a lot of the tracks. I got four records on there for the ladies this time. Usually I only do one record for the ladies or two. It's going to be four of them on here. Um, I got, you know, for all the people that's fans of me and Big T, the legendary me, Dollar Hook Man, that's the guy who sings oh, yeah. Wanna Be a Baller. He's on all my projects. Well, put it like this, Big T is on eight songs on this album. So, you know, this is a prelude to what a little flipping Big T album would sound like. So just tell the fans, man, we... We got something on there for everybody. It's a double album, and I ain't going to let them down. You know what I'm saying? You say you want real music, when that shit drops, support it. Right now, the EP is out, the KEP. It's only $3.99. Some people, spend, some people spend more money on liquor than that. Starbucks costs more than that. You know what I'm saying? So if you want your right. own, you know, stay on top. You got to buy that shit. Don't say you go support it and don't buy it. Buy the shit. Buy the shit. Real talk. That's right. The KEP is jamming. We got it. Thank you, man. So, ain't no problem, man. Y'all support the king, man. The freestyle king, Lil Flip. Yes, sir. Appreciate he ain't it. went nowhere. He's still here. So what we normally do at the end of each show, we play a song from the artist. We have the artist to, to introduce the song and everything. But before you do that, just give everybody, you know, your social media handles and and where they can find you. Lil Flip 713, Instagram and Twitter. Facebook is Lil Flip, a.k.a. Flip Gates. So, you know, anybody trying to work, do verses or anything, shows, hit me up. Lil Flip Bookings at gmail.com. So, you trying to book a show or get a verse, you know, you can hit me on Instagram, DM me if you're serious, and we'll make it happen. And there it is. Man, Flip. We appreciate you, man, getting on the show because it's hard to book people sometimes. For sure, for sure. Not a problem, my guy. Appreciate y'all. But you and your manager, man, y'all was very easy to work with. So, man, we appreciate that. Man, anytime, From the bro. bottom of the heart. Yeah. All righty. So, Flip, go ahead and tell them what song they about to hear. Man. Well, did we play ball already? No, not yet. Well, Let's play the brand new single by Lil Flip featuring Big T. It's called Baller, and it's off of the KEP. It's available right now. Y'all check it out. Go check the video out. And to all these EPs I'm dropping, it's a documentary to each one. You know what I mean? So check out the K-Doc. It is on YouTube, and you get to see the making of this project. So this is Baller. Check it out. Take over. There it is. is. And we out of here. Bye.
push the style up. Now watch the money pile up. Smoking on Kush. I just went roll me a book. Big T come throw me a hook. My rope will look good. You see the gold in the wood. I'ma go roll through my hood. Gorilla glue on the menu. I've been packing these venues. I'm still trapping in rentals. I'm a master Blake Genzu. You ready to roll? I got some petty to blow. I saw the levees get broke. My Chevy look cold. I got incredible flow. How can I ever be broke? Aretha Franklin, I'ma take that. Shit it on him with the Maybach. Like Diddy say, nigga, take that. Oh, you do pills, you want a K-Pack? We breaking down them bows. You breaking down them moles. We just prey on our foes. We don't play with our nose. How could you doubt me at all? What you know about me, that's all? I'ma go buy me some egg, cause I'm such a hound for that paper. Bitch, feed me shrimp, cook the meal, put the bill, look for real, my looks can kill. Name a rapper from my city, yes I did it, I helped jumpstart careers. I taught you rappers to bow, double cups, jury and all. Tamales be making it fall, down. I just wrecked that shit. I see dead people, some of my partners bloods, I see red people, some of my partners crips, I see blue people, all of these people with flip, these are screw people. I'm the poltergeist, you scared of me, you ain't mentally prepared for me, so how the hell you gonna stop the king, I ain't going out like Dr. King, in for bean, two shooters, on the roof, in the cougar, I'm screwed up, times two, did you hear that track I did with Lou? we sold three mil off that shit, so do away with this whack shit, I've been the pimp, no max shit, I curve bitches like lashes, I bob and weave like cashes, I'm money team like Mayweather, y'all Draco rapping that gate better, I drop the top cause it's Mayweather. The strands I blow, it look like George Clinton's hair. Red, blue, purple, and green. Billy Crystal hair. Five, four, three, two, one. I'ma shoot this pistol. I'm ripping H time. You did. I've been official. Southside, Southside. Flip this twisted style up.